Welcome to season three of the ASCA Viewpoints podcast, the podcast where we talk about the student conduct profession in higher education. I'm Alexandra Hughes, your Viewpoints host. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the ASCA Viewpoints podcast. As always, I am your host, Dr. Alexandra Elise Hughes, and good morning. (laughs) Um, It's like 7 a.m. and I'm recording this. It's funny because I've noticed as of late, my sleeping patterns and habits have changed. And I'm wondering if anyone else has noticed the same thing. And I know, right, like 7 a.m. really isn't that early when you think about like the fact that I used to literally get up, go to work, do all of these things and, you know, like get ready in the morning and straighten my hair and do makeup and put on real clothes and heels and make smoothies and go to the gym and drive and like, you know, get to work by like eight, who am I kidding? Eight fifteen, eight thirty, right? Um, and then now this year, waking up in the morning, I'm like, for what? Like I can't believe that I did that every single day. Um, it's interesting to see how my sleeping patterns have changed. So for some strange reason, I have been getting up or waking up rather anywhere between like I don't know three to four to five in the morning. And it's really crazy. I've done everything that I can do from taking melatonin to uh, working out before bed to, I mean, just everything to make myself tired. And I will be exhausted when I hit that pillow, but then I wake up like super wired, right? So who knows? I mean, we are, it is 2020, pandemic is everything. Um, But I've actually found myself starting to enjoy once I've like kind of changed that habit and I'm waking up around like five um, just being up in the morning and kind of like the quiet and the alone time that I'm getting. And I don't know if this is like maturity and age and like, you know, just growing up. Right. Um, my birthday is New Year's day. So I don't know if it's, if it's that or you know, pandemic or stress, who, like who knows what it is, but I'm trying to be positive with it. I'm getting things done in the morning. I'm cleaning, I'm mopping, I'm making coffee and I'm recording podcasts. So if you wanted an update on how I'm doing, that is what is currently going on outside of everything else. Uh, so I don't know if anyone else has experienced that, but if you have, you know, go ahead and uh, DM me. Um, let's talk about maybe some suggestions that you've, I don't know, found that have worked for you because it's also getting kind of old a little bit. So, you know, we'll see. Anywho, I hope your week is going well. I hope that this episode finds you well. I will get off my tangent of sleeping and my sleeping problems and instead go into our episode. So this week, I had the uh, opportunity to interview Nick. Now, this episode actually takes place uh, (laughs) before we knew the pandemic was a real thing. Uh, Before, well, I think we knew at the conference because this was actually at the conference when we recorded this episode. I think we knew it was a real thing, but I think that we didn't realize the extent because I remember some people, including myself, having like conversations about some type of like COVID, something in China. We're like, is this real? Is it not real? And we were all flying anyway. So this was kind of before everything. So you'll be able to like tell the difference where we are. We're clearly talking about what's going on and stuff at the conference. Uh, But this episode actually talks about Greek life. 
And it talks about Greek life from a very different perspective. Um, so you'll, I, I don't really want to give it away. Um, so I'm just going to have to let you listen to it because I don't, I don't want to like tell because it'll, it'll, it'll come out in the episode, but it features Nick Diakos and Nick, uh, whom is one of my, I mean, favorite people in the world, just throwing it out there. Nick has been working in higher education for three years now and is passionate about student conduct and development. He believes that student conduct is an opportunity for growth, challenge, and learning that can add value. Nick is an active brother of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated and received his master's in science in clinical mental health counseling at Ryder University. In his spare time, Nick loves to spend time in the kitchen, trying out new recipes from TikTok. And if you know, you know, I have been obsessed with TikTok. I talk about it literally in everything that I do. So I love TikTok. I am glad that he loves TikTok as well. I really think that you will enjoy this episode and I hope to see you all on the interweb soon. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. You're tired. Um, I think we both are. Yes. So we tried recording this a few minutes ago and people came in. So we're going to try to redo this yep. and do this, this, this podcast thing all <laughs> over again. All right. So I'm excited. So hi. Hello. Um, will you please introduce yourself to our listeners? That way they know who you are, what you do, and all the great things that, that you do in the world of conduct. Today. Sure. Uh, so my name is Nick Diakos. I work at Penn State in the Office of Journey Authority Compliance. I primarily work with MPHC and MGC students, which are Greek letter organizations or fraternities and sororities. Um, and I work closely with student conduct for Penn State, just regarding uh, organizational conduct and what it's like to be an org okay. on campus. Okay. All right. So like what led you to this path? How did you get here? Can you tell us a little bit about your story, a little bit about your viewpoint since we're ASCA viewpoint? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I, I think like most people in student affairs, we sort of just tripped into it. This is true. Uh, <laughs> um, I graduated my master's in counseling and I had a great experience in undergrad with student conduct. My mentor, um, I still call my mentor, even though like it's 10 years now, uh, he sort of like got me into student conduct. And then from there, sort of my path sort of diverged. So I was a paralegal at one point. Um, my previous job before Penn State, I was a fraternity property manager or oh, wow. house dad. Okay. Um, and now I work at Penn State. And then my next step from here is hopefully student conduct. Okay. Okay. So you definitely have some experience when it comes to Greek life. Yeah. For sure. So do you have any personal experience when it comes to Greek life, Nick? Yeah. I am a member of Phi Beta Sigma okay. uh, Fraternity Incorporated. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so the full title. I completely I, you understand. You have to say that because that's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So tell me um, about Phi Beta Sigma um, and what type of organization it is or it falls under, because sure. I know that there's different types. So I'm not Greek myself, um, but I know that there's different types and classification. Sure. So um, Phi Beta Sigma, we're known as Sigmas. Uh, it's a member of the Divine Nine, which is encompassing all of the National Pan-Hellenic uh, Council, MPHC, like I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And it was primarily created as a 
was created at Howard University uh, back in 1914 uh, as a way for Black scholars to come together to do things for the community, for themselves, and to better themselves and the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, my coworker, actually in South Carolina, he grabbed me one day and he's like, this is going to be weird, but I think you should... Uh, at least go to interest meeting and see what happens. Uh huh. Okay. So why would he say it's going to be weird <laughs> for those people that are listening? Because <laughs> uh, I am a white man. <laughs> oh, are you? Okay. I was just wondering. Yeah. You know, I know people can't see. You. I, I happen to be Caucasian. Okay. Okay. Uh, despite what some people might say, <laughs> I, this is true. Okay. Um, and he was, and he was just like, "Listen, I know this is probably not your thing, but I want you to go and check it out." And so I went to interest meeting, and my my dean, um, he, my dean is, I guess, my pledge master, okay. somebody like what you would call them. He, I met him there the first time, and he's like, I want you to do it. I think you'd be great for this. Apply and see what happens. Okay, okay. Um, it was actually hilarious because I went to the interview with them, and I told them that Sigma is the sum of all the parts. And he looked at me and was like, that's what I said in the interview. <laughs> so you knew then that it's like, this is where I want to be. Yeah. This is the fraternity that I want to be a part of. Like, yeah. here we are. For okay. Sure. Okay. So you definitely have a personal connection when it comes to fraternity um, and Greek life and what that is. Um, and then even being able to have a different experience, like you said, um, so NPHC organizations are part of the Divine Nine typically historically black, right, organizations, yeah. uh, but being able to use your uh, privilege, right, like you said, you're a white man, to be able to, to have these conversations and talk about things, I think is fantastic. Okay. All right. So um, you mentioned a couple words. You said Dean, Pledge Master. Um, and, you know, I know that there's some different uh, terminology because language is important, right, in the field of higher ed. And even when it comes to like Greek life, right? Um, and so could you, do you think maybe that you could expand upon maybe a few things that are different between, you know, the NPHC and maybe the, what, traditional, would it be IFC um, type of Greek letter organizations, what that is? Uh, maybe give the listeners a couple different examples. Sure. So um, when it comes to IFC, which is Interfraternity Council, um, and NPHC or MGC, uh, there's some distinct differences, right? So for IFC, it's primarily white. Um, they are probably the oldest organizations in general, uh, fraternity-wise. Um, and they typically range from tons of different things, right? We have at Penn State, we have a fraternity made specifically for agriculture. We have two or three uh, predominantly Jewish organizations. Like there are fraternities are made specifically for groups of people who didn't feel like they belonged, who had one of the support system, who wanted people to like help them through their education, mm-hmm. right? Um, and in terms of MPHC and some of the lingo and like the vocabulary that we have is like, when we're talking about initiation, right? Initiation for IFC is very different from uh, MPHC. Mm-hmm. MPHC, we have something called probates or now now we're called new member presentations, right. um, but that's not something that IFC would have, mm-hmm. right? And a new member presentation um, is typically something that um, that's the first time someone's going to see them, uh, the new member class, the, they call them lines. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first time the public's going to see them as a member of that organization. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty big deal for many chapters across the nation. Right, right. 
that's something that's different than like you said, like an IFC organization yeah. and what that is and just the how people become, you know, part of these organizations. Um, it's very important. And the value in that I think is important for people in um, our positions as administrators to understand when it comes to communicating with these organizations. Um, so what do you see in your role when it comes to uh, working with Greek life and the work that you do in compliance and what do you see need, that needs to be changed when in regards to MPHC uh, organizations? So when we're talking about MPHC organizations in terms of like student conduct, mm -hmm. many of these organizations might not know what the process of student conduct or organizational conduct is going to be, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think back to one of my, to last year, one of my organizations went through the student conduct process because they thought, um, there's some hazing allegations involved. Okay. And a lot of the stuff that they were going through, they felt like they weren't being listened to or the people who were investigating them didn't really understand what was going on. Okay. Um, and I, I think that's important to understand like the vernacular, to understand the vocabulary, because mm -hmm. there are things where I would say day long, right? Mm -hmm. And for IFC, a day long is easily could be a party. Mm -hmm. A day long for a different organization might seem something different. Okay. Um, in terms of one of the more common things that IFC like both the kind of process on are socials, which are parties, mm -hmm. and having an unregistered social. Mm -hmm. Typically, when you sell an MPHC org that they had a social, they look at you like you're crazy, mm -hmm. um, and they let you know that we don't have socials, but we do have kickbacks. Right. right? right. Um, and it's just like small things like that that we do need to pay attention to because we can't help our students without understanding where they're coming from and what they're trying to say. Okay. Well, that's important because we need to know. I think we talk about that a lot as administrators and we always use the, I guess, the comparison of like, for example, social media and knowing what the students are doing because we need to be able to understand the world that they live in. Yeah. But it's the same thing when it comes to these Greek life work, like Greek organizations, yeah. because we're not necessarily understanding the world that, that these students are living in. Do you see that? Um, when you have an NPHC organization um, go through the student conduct process, you know, um, how can we, maybe my question is, how do we make our students aware of the process and make it one where they can be an active participant that's going to be something that's like impactful and it's going to be educational um, in this process? So I think there needs to be some type of, some type of outreach, some okay. type of like, buy-in between the students um we really do at least on campus like we really do need to sit down and talk about what the resources are okay. go to the councils go to the general meetings like have a conversation with these students who to be fair like penn state it's only recently we're really trying to get them involved really trying to get them um to understand that it's not just ic panhellenic mgc mphc right. it's a whole greek community and how do we get that community together? Okay. Um, and, and that's like one of the reasons, A, reasons I was hired, but B, one of the things that we're still struggling with is having the opportunity to talk to these students and having them understand like, all right, here what, here's what's going on. Mm -hmm. Here's how we can help you. There's also some things that like, yeah, you might not have, some of these rules might not, uh, you might not think they're, um, important to you mm -hmm. but there are some risks involved in terms of just being in an organization in general mm -hmm. um, 
So that's just an ongoing conversation. Mm -hmm. So almost like the idea of Greek unity, going back to kind of what you were saying, you have these different organizations on campus, a part of these different councils, but they're really not really not reaching everyone. Right. Um, And so basically looking at how we can do that, how we can get them to understand that and understand really where they are, you know, at, at a campus. I think as somebody who does conduct, um, I mean, really anyone who does conduct knows that it's like, okay, Greek life, you know, and it's almost like this, like eye roll that you kind of get or give. It's like, oh yeah. You know, the, the hazing, alleged hazing, the, this, the, that, that, like, it's always, it's almost like the, okay, like where, where are the parties, what's going on? But I think that like, that's part of it where it's like, we're giving these organizations bad reps to begin with. Right. And so it's almost like someone coming into a meeting in conduct, you know, we can't have them coming in already looking at them like they're guilty. Right. So, yes. Um, but we also have to like keep in mind, like this is, in my opinion, this is one of the first values based decisions any student's going to make. Mm-hmm. You're joining an organization for the values of the members you're talking to. You're also joining an organization for representing their values. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, one of our mottos at, uh, as a Sigma is. Uh, culture for service and service for humanity mm-hmm. and like what that means to each individual member and what that means to me and sometimes like the students don't understand that like mm-hmm. you represent yourself mm-hmm. you're representing the school but you're also representing the letters that you have on your chest mm-hmm. and that's a big deal just in general mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I- basically any organization, right? What that is. And then, but you're right because you are a representation of that. And even getting students to understand that, like, you know, when you join an organization, um, people are going to see you as, for example, you said you're a Sigma. They're going to say, oh, well, that's the Sigma. You're over there. So depending on the way that you carry yourself and how you behave, you know, other people in the campus community are going to look at you and say, oh, these are the Sigmas. This is what they're doing. So it's always making sure that I think students remember that in, in the roles that they have on campus and the work that they're doing. Um, you know, I know that there's a lot of community service work that organizations do to really get out there and spread the positivity. And I think that it's important that we, you know, definitely focus and talk and talk about that too yeah um it, a lot of the stuff like even just talking to my family mm-hmm. right when they when i tell them i work with sororities they're mm-hmm. always asking me like people getting hazed mm-hmm. are they just drinking is it just parties or the more common one oh people just join fraternities because they wanted to buy their friends right. like like no but <laughs> stereotypes and misconceptions that aren't accurate yeah um so in, in terms of just like working with students of color and especially working mm-hmm. with the PhD orgs, there's already a just wall, mm-hmm. a wall of distrust, a wall of like, I can't trust you with what I'm trying to do. Therefore, I'm not going to try to talk to you as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like, even for me, it took a lot of time to build that trust with as many students as I could have. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a work in progress. So then I'm going to ask this, in your opinion, you know, you said that you identify as someone who is a Caucasian man or a white man. So what would be, I think we have a lot of listeners who span really, you know, our diversity spectrum, right? And so, you know, you may have someone that is in, you know, into say a Sigma, who is a black man who may be able to connect, right? You may have someone that's outside of the organization. And so I think it's important. How would you, in your opinion, recommend that someone who maybe does not identify with the traditional race of that group, right? Um, in your case, how do you connect to NPHC um, organizations? Um, what are some maybe some some ideas and some things that you know that you would suggest for maybe some of your counterparts? Sure. Um, well, first and foremost, like show up, okay. right? They have all these events, they have all these things. 
Some of them might be after work hours, which, you know, that happens. Mm-hmm. They're students. Um, but just show up. Like, right. that's the most important thing. Because when you do show up, they know you're there. Okay. Right? Another thing is sometimes you just need to have a conversation with them. Okay. You can't just, like, it's the simple stuff, but sitting down, asking them how their classes are going, not being in a professional level, but just having, like, a normal conversation with them. Right. Because um, a lot of my my time as a Sigma, like a lot of the relationships are just like casual sitting down and talking with them mm-hmm. because you know, not everyone is always working all the time. Some people just want to relax. Some people just want to like hang out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I learned from my, uh, my chapter down mm-hmm. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then what about for someone, would those be the same tips that you would give just anyone? So for example, like me, I'm, I am a black woman and I identify as that, but I'm not Greek. Right. So that's still a, a level outside of, you know what I mean? Understanding because I didn't go through that process. Would those be some of the same, you know, tips that you would give someone who is an administrator in conduct or would you say it from a different perspective? I think you have a little different perspective because mm-hmm. you, you are a person of color. Mm-hmm. You, you might have similar experiences, but there's still some different stuff, especially mm-hmm. because you aren't in a frequent position. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also an opportunity to like educate yourself and mm-hmm. understand like, all right. Um, your founding fathers, three founding fathers, mm-hmm. these are the people, your values are this, mm-hmm. this is what you're trying to do as an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really easy. You can look that up really easily. Uh, just type in the organization, it'll be right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that like really like clicks with the student. They're like, oh, you took the time to like get to know me and get to know my organization. Right. Um, I'll get I'll give you the time. For you to get to know me as well. Right. right. And to listen to what you have to say. Yeah. So basically you're saying, you know, if there is a case on campus, say, you know, I don't know, the XYZ fraternity, right? Or sorority, in this case, XYZ fraternity, um, you know, is being accused of something, right? Um, so it's organizational misconduct. I have to have a meeting with whether it's, you know, all of them at once to introduce or even just like the board or the presidents, whatever that may look like. Um, being able to have knowledge about the background of their organization. Yes. So maybe XYZ organization, I go Google, right? XYZ organization to understand how they're set up, you know, the things that are important to them. Um, You know, could I even admit to the students, like, I'm not very familiar with your organization, you know, but like, is that okay? You know, as someone, as an administrator who may not necessarily be aware. So absolutely. Um, One of the things I have noticed with students, uh, especially when they're recruiting for new members, Mm -hmm. is that for MPHC students, at least, they tell you to do your research, mm-hmm. right? And that annoys the hell out of me because mm-hmm. not everyone knows what a Greek letter organization is. Not everyone understands what a fraternity is. They definitely might understand what MPHC is. Mm-hmm. However, um, I think if you do your you know, preliminary research, but mm-hmm. also ask them, like, all right, so here's what I know. Can you tell me what your experience is like in the organization? That's a better entryway into them gaining the trust for you and also, like, building that relationship that's really important to the students. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. And that's really what we're doing, right? At the end of the day, you know, these processes um, that we have in place at our institutions, you know, we're here to educate students at the end of the day. Sometimes part of their educational journey is that they end up in a conduct office for whatever reason that may be, (laughs) right? But that's part of education and that's what we say. But with that is the education of you know, me as an as an administrator, being able to sit down and do what you said, say, this is what I know. Can I talk to can you share with me your experience? Can you talk to me about that? And then how we can make sure that moving forward with whatever it is, 
um, it's a better experience. Yeah. And we also have to understand, like, just in general, people who work with student conduct, people who, work, who don't work with student conduct, but just working just, uh, with students in general, mm-hmm. they might curse you out. Mm-hmm. Depending on like the case, mm-hmm. like <laughs> that's true. That's that's you, that's one thing that's true. Listen, People you're trying to kick happening. off my or Why am I going to trust right. you? I, whatever. Like, right. It happens. Okay. And so even, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's what students, right? Period. People, unfortunately, people aren't always very happy when they come into (laughs) our offices to begin with. So that's always, you know, you never know what to expect. So always expect the unexpected. Um, Okay. So are there maybe, um, and kind of going back to the different organizations and the values and different things like that. um, And we talked to, you know, to explain what MPHC is, what IFC is. Have you seen any um, maybe stereotypes um, from the student conduct administrators of MPHC groups versus IFC groups? You know, I think bias is something um, that is so important in the work that we do because we have to make sure that we are examining that. Um, And, you know, as someone who studies and has done my dissertation on bias and microaggressions and all these things, bias becomes a really big part of it. And are there biases that you see, um, you know, with administrators dealing with that? Um, I want to be careful because I don't want to throw people in right. No, well, of course. Whether that's at any of the institutions, yeah. you know, you don't have to name any of the institutions or things that you've seen across the country, but just maybe yeah. the like, just the ideas, you know what I mean? I know you've spent a lot of time, a lot of different places, and you've had a lot of chances to meet with just different people across the country. I think, I think there are biases. I, I think we all have biases in one way or a form, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, but I, I think the biggest issue that I've seen is just some, an ignorance mm-hmm. of what it is like to be an MPHC mm-hmm. and an ignorance of what it's like to join an organization in general. Mm-hmm. Um, what, you know, what you see in IFC usually centers around uh, alcohol, mm-hmm. um, all transports, underage drinking, furnishing, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of MPHC, you see more hazing. Mm-hmm. Um, more things that are more physical in nature. Okay. Right? Um, and I, I think that's the biggest difference mm-hmm. where like hazing for IFC is pretty like straightforward. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking for the alcohol, you're looking for like the calisthenics mm-hmm. or for MPHC, like you don't see that same stuff. You might see some of it, mm-hmm. mainly the physical stuff. Um, and I, I think that's what student conduct professionals as a whole, they like to paint the whole thing as one big IFC bubble right. when there's some intricate stuff. Right, right. And so when it comes to protecting our students and even when it comes to investigating these allegations, it means that we have to be asking different types of questions. Um, It means that we have to, one, be aware, right, Um, and be aware of, like you said, like, you know, organizations and their histories and that type of stuff, but more so being able to look at things differently and asking the right questions and, you know, to get to, you know, how can we ensure that we are protecting our students if any of these things come forward? Okay. Okay. Um, One thing that like you're not gonna learn all this stuff in a day mm-hmm. no one's expecting you to learn all this stuff in a day but if you do see an organization that you have no idea who they are ifc panhellenic any sorority whatever 
just look them up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if they're at your campus, right? Yeah. So as a student conduct administrator at a campus, and I hope just administrators in general, but especially in student conduct, the reality is you may have to deal with one of these organizations, you know, at some point, you know, during your time there. So at least being able to get an understanding and saying, okay, these are all the different types of organizations that we have. Um, you know, this is, they exist, you know, and maybe on the front end, you know, before, before there's violations or before something happens, like you said, if you can go out into the community, get to know, um, you know, who the people are, what they're doing, at least then you'll have, you know, just some type of basis that way you can really just kind of have an intelligent conversation, right? Yeah. When it comes to the students or when you see these reports that come into the office, you can say, okay, like I have a basis. I understand that things are different, but I have a basis. So one thing I know some, I know one uh, kind of professional, they made a cheat sheet mm-hmm. of all the organizations on their campus. Okay. So whenever they see the name, they're like, all right, hold on, let me flip through my book real fast. Okay. Um, and that worked for them. Okay. And even if it's just that, like just having like the basics, when you're founded, who your founders are, what are your values, that's all you really need sometimes in order to get a student to start talking. Okay. And then make that connection. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay, good. Well, then that's good. Um, well, is there anything that you would like to add that I have not asked you? so far. I know the reality is this is just such a huge topic. You know yeah, what I mean? It, and it's, it's, that's the thing. And this is something that, you know, we can talk about forever and ever and ever. Yeah. But like, what what's something that maybe I did not ask you that you want to make sure that you say? Uh, well, there's two things. First one is understanding understanding the differences between um, the different councils. Mm-hmm. So typically on a campus, you would have IFC, mm-hmm. Panhellenic, which are sororities. MPHC, which are the Vi9, mm-hmm. uh, which are fraternities and sororities, mm-hmm. and MGC or UGC, which is uh, the cultural based organizations. Okay. Okay. Um, because they're all very distinct and they're all very different. Mm-hmm. Some are more organized, some are more family like, mm-hmm. um, but we really need to understand those differences. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is making sure that showing up to any of these organizations events, mm-hmm. right? So, Typically, there's some type of step show or stroll show mm-hmm. or even... Okay, so what is a step show or a uh, stroll show <laughs> for people who may not know? Oh, man. Okay, so each MPHC organization has their own steps, which are rhythmic movements, um, mainly using your body as an instrument. And strolling is your typically, um, again, rhythmic movements in a line with um, music behind it and what you're... You typically practice this a lot, mm-hmm. right? That is not my talent. Mm-hmm. One of my values is talent <laughs> expression, and I do not have that talent. Oh, my. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> but I like watching them. Right. So here we are. Right. Um, so if you do have an opportunity, if there is a yard show mm-hmm. or if there is something like Meet the Greeks, mm-hmm. go to them. Right. They're a great experience as a whole, and they're also an opportunity to get to know your students. Okay. Yeah, that's good. And then to, to learn this and like basically what you're talking about to understand the culture of a different type of organization or a different type of council. I think that that's important, right? All of these organizations have different cultures in themselves. IFC, you know, MPHC, yeah. like all these different things. But then even within that, they have their own individual culture yeah. within that distinct fraternity or sorority. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we can spend hours on this. I don't even know like how to start with that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so that'll be a completely different episode yeah. at a completely different time. So we'll worry about that later, right? Sure. But I think for this, the main takeaway um, is basically get to know your students, right? Yeah. Get to understand the fact that, you know, Greek life is is not just one like 
one face or one one look, right? And it looks different in different ways. You know, the values um, come across different. You know, I think at the end of the day, all Greeks, right? They're trying to represent their organization. They're trying to do it well, community service, all of those types of things. But they show it in different ways, right? And it's yeah. it's a family, like you were talking about. You know, it's, some organizations are more family oriented. Some maybe may, may not be, right? But at the end of the day, like no matter what fraternity you're a part of, your brothers, yeah. right? Or a sorority, your sisters, right? And so what that looks like, you know, I think those values are the same, but we need to make sure as conduct administrators, we are looking at each one and making sure that we hold the space and the value for them, if yeah. I can say that. Yeah, no, that, and I agree with that. Because um, like I mentioned earlier, like some of these are going to be the first time a student makes a value-based decision Mm -hmm. and to join this organization. And sometimes you need to remind your student, like you made this value-based decision. You decided to join Sigma for culture of service and service of humanity, Mm -hmm. right? Like how, what does that explain? How do these actions that you've done Mm -hmm. go back to that value Mm -hmm. and like to get them at that deeper level, think that's a good step. And that's probably the best way we can reach them. Yeah. And when you take their values of their organization and say, all right, let's look at this. Yeah. And do, do your actions align with, you know, said <laughs> said uh, values of your organization? Um, I think that's important. Okay, good. Um, okay. So as always, um, do you have any like random conduct, you know, um, facts or tips that you would just give anyone? It can be about uh, Greek life. It can be about anything just something from student conduct or something funny that you want to share. We always like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so my first experience in student conduct was an undergrad. Oh boy. Um, I was, I've grown tired in my old age, but <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, I was a little more reckless, a little more wild. So uh, first year, it was my birthday, but my undergrad had a, semi-formal type of event right mm-hmm. we go in there and one of my roommates um he looks up and he sees this like seven foot tall nutcracker made out of cardboard and he just looks at me he's like you won't take that i just looked at him like okay <laughs> bet uh so we're going through the night and as i'm leaving i just pick it up <laughs> oh my goodness and i walk out with it um and then my RA comes oh. and she comes to my door and she's like I'm gonna take a picture of that. Are you okay with that? <laughs> Absolutely. She takes a picture, uh, leaves. Five minutes later. She's she, setting you up. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes later, she comes back and she's like, So the guy who owns it is on his way. <laughs> and I look at her like, All right, what do you want me to do? Go wait in the lobby, I guess. Like, All right, cool, no problem. So we go there. He pulls me into one of the side offices and he's just like trying to go into me. He's trying to like, like make me feel bad. And I just look at him like, I mean, it's still there. <laughs> I, I didn't destroy it. I'll take it back. No worries. He's like, all right, cool. So as we're walking back, he looks at me. He's like, so you know, you're going to clean up, right? You know, you're going to clean up the party, right? I'm like, oh, I guess no. so. <laughs> so it's like 12 o'clock. I didn't get out of there till like two in the morning. Uh, Cause we were all just like putting tables away and cleaning up. And he stops me and he's like, so you had a lot of people follow you and take pictures with this thing. I want to put your, um, superpowers to good, not evil. How about you join student activity? <laughs> and I just stared at him. I was like, "Am I not in trouble? <laughs> what is going on?" Oh my goodness! <laughs> um. 
So that was my first time in student conduct. Oh, <laughs> so that was your first time in conduct? And then, like, we finessed you into student activities, basically, with that? Yeah, pretty much. And your life has never been the same. I've been in student affairs since. since. <laughs> so that was, it was meant to be. Your your first introduction, you know, some people say, oh, I was an RA. Oh, I did this. No. You're like, yeah, no, I was in trouble. and <laughs> I sold something I wasn't supposed that, to. And then here we are. Yeah. My goodness. Okay, well... Um, thank you so much for taking your time you and having. of course in coming um, on our show because we appreciate that. Where can people reach you if they would like to reach you and maybe reach out and ask questions? Sure. Um, so my work email is nad226 at psu.edu. But I look at Twitter a lot. So you can find me at at Diakos N-I, D-I-A-K-O-S-N-I. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for coming on our show. Um, And thank you for joining us for another episode of the ASCA Viewpoints podcast. And we will see you guys next time. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Alexandra Hughes. That's me. If you're enjoying the podcast, we ask that you like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps others discover us and become more visible to our podcasting community. If you have suggestions for future guests or would like to be featured on the podcast yourself, feel free to reach out to us by email at ascapodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ASCA Podcast. If you'd like to connect with me on Twitter, you can find me at Alexandra's View. Talk to us. We talk back.